Welcome, creatures of all shapes and sizes, to Banged Up with Bruce Oldham, aka The Kid. This is an action sports podcast, the likes of which the world may never have seen before and may never see again. I hope you guys enjoy. Three, two, one, and we are live. Welcome to another episode of Banged Up, You Creatures. Um, this episode's a little different. I was trying to move the podcast directly to guests and guests only. However, the guest for this week wasn't able to make it on due to uh, unfortunate circumstances that we couldn't foresee. So today you get me, just me. Uh, I asked a lot of you guys for questions on Instagram. I put up a post and it's only been up for a couple of hours and we've already got lots of questions. So I'm going to go through and answer some questions, talk about what's been going on lately in my world and I guess the world in general. And yeah, we're going to keep this podcast short and sweet. I want to stray from just solo podcasting, especially with me, because first of all, I only have so much to talk about. And second of all, I really think it's cool just to share other guests' experience and other people's experiences and uh, talk about things like that. Also, it saves me a ton of editing and it's a lot easier to just talk to somebody than it is to look at a monitor with all the vocals just going off and a camera in my basement. So yeah. With that being said, uh, we're going to dive on into this podcast. Recently, um, I like I, like everybody else, I've been quarantined at home, just enjoying it. I've uh, been very busy, if not more busier now that I'm at home. been putting a lot of effort into other things. We've been building a lot of projects. We landscaped my, my whole front yard and everything like that. Ripped around the excavator for a day, moved some big-ass stones, all that exciting stuff. We built a full-on backyard setup, me and Patrick, Podcast Pat. Um, Backyard setups looking absolutely amazing. If you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, maybe there's a YouTube video by the time this podcast comes up, but the backyard setup's super sick. We did it all in uh, M Snow, which was slightly expensive, but it's it's working really well. Wax skis, you have so much speed. We rebuilt the rails, and there's new rails there now, so basically anything and everything is possible. So I'm super stoked on that. We're going to get some summer training in there. Been doing lots of trampolining, if not like an hour to two hours to three hours every single day learning lots of new tricks with that, so I'm super stoked on that. Did uh, all four-way switched up 12s, I guess. I did switched up 12 to the right and to the left to feet, and I did, uh, I guess, four dub Misty 12, but like Misty 5 to Cork 7, I guess, would be the axis, but so that one's super sick. Um, My little brother did a triple backflip. I did a triple backflip, not to feet. Um, I have no clue where I am. I literally just sat as hard as I could and talked and Prayed to God I was going to make it over my head three times. I actually over-rotated it. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'll put the video up on the side. If you're listening to the podcast, just know that I was hucking and I was praying, and somehow I didn't land on my dome. So I was uh, that was pretty cool. I've been putting out lots of content on YouTube and other things like that as well. Full-on working out. Everything's just... The kid's getting dialed back in. You should see it. Take this shirt off, and it's like a little mini Hulk. But with that being said, basically it's just been... Same old routine, times 10, upping training, upping everything now that I have more free time. So that's been nice. And doing a lot of research into performance and other things like that. But with that being said, we're going to start doing a little more things like the podcasts and how-to videos because a lot of you guys seem to like it and I don't mind helping you guys out whatsoever. All right, we're going to dive on into some questions here. Power through this podcast. This is going to be a little power hour podcast or power 10-minute podcast, 20-minute podcast. I'm just going to pick some of the best questions because some of the questions have already been answered and they're not uh, super in-depth. But uh, first question comes from Alex FR. Where are the places you go skiing? So I mainly ski at my home resort, which is Mount St. Louis Moonstone. 
it's in Barrie or near Barrie. Uh, it's probably one of the best parks in all of Ontario. Uh, well, definitely the best in all of Ontario. Maybe like, maybe like I don't know. It, it's for me. It's probably my favorite park I've ever rode. Uh, it's just hot laps all the time. There's features everywhere. There's small, medium, big park, and for me, it's my home, and it feels like home when I go there and I ride. Uh, that would, it's definitely my favorite place to ride. Um, other places I go, I do a lot of traveling when winter hits, just for contests. Um, Whistler's a good place. I love Whistler. Black Elm, you can't go wrong with that park, and obviously, the parks in the States are amazing. The only thing Mount St. Louis is missing is uh, little bigger jumps, like they're doubleable. You can do doubles on them, but it would be nice to have like one like properly built, like 65, 70 foot jump where you could just launch whatever you want. Other than that, it, the park's amazing. Next question comes from Tolan Friesen. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Uh, the question is opinion on airbags. So my opinion on airbags, um, I personally don't like flat bags, the flat airbags. Like, I mean, they obviously help and they're huge help. Uh, I kind of grew up doing most of my tricks just like sending them but then as I got better and progressed a little more in the last couple of years I've definitely used water ramps and airbags I would say if you're going to spend your money on anything for summer training or even winter training if you can get to a progression bag like maximize where you can actually land that is the best thing that's the best thing for it uh this flat airbags are good too though and they definitely help um I think they're useful it's very hard to get hurt on the airbag, so it's really good if you want to just send and try new tricks. Next question comes from T. Swerves. Is it important to train in the off-season? Um, I feel like this is a question that should be very self-explanatory. The answer is yes. If you can train in the off-season, you're going to get more training in and you're going to be a better skier. Uh, if you can train in the off-season properly, like, I mean, everybody doesn't have a backyard setup. Everybody doesn't have a trampoline. Everybody doesn't have like things like that but you can always go to the gym and you can always do things like that um but yeah training in the off season is huge man it'll help you get ahead of everybody else think about it you're training when other people are not so you're gaining that edge and if you can train properly in the off season i know like it's super expensive to go to places like uh, momentum or new zealand or something like that and i'm not saying just go spend a shit ton of money and go to new zealand for the whole summer but if you're able to do that you're technically getting an entire season on somebody who doesn't do that it's like an extra season of that year so these people that are skiing all year round that's why they get so good so fast is because they literally aren't off off skis and they're technically getting a whole nother year in ahead of you because they're training all the off season on snow so it's huge uh if you can train off season that's huge but you can do training off season just trampoline in your backyard working out making sure you're in shape Taking care of your body, all that stuff. Next question comes from IR fan one fifty six. Getting over fear of backflips. This one is kind of it's kind of just a basic one. Like I'm, I mean, getting over fear of doing backflips is not something that's easy. I landed on my head once when I used to do them, and I got scared of it for a while. I got back into it this year, but backflips are like they're one of those tricks because you're going directly over your head. It, it can be scary, but. It really comes down to just nutting up and sending it, and it's really not a trick that's going to be super hard to get around or super hard to note, and you're not going to lose yourself in the air very easily. As long as you're somewhat of a competent skier or you have some sort of air awareness, backflip's probably one of the easiest tricks, but it is definitely scary. I would recommend doing it into an airbag or if you can do it on the trampoline with a mat or something just to get that first one out of the way so you're not as scared of it even though like you could probably do it without one it's really good to have something like that if you're scared 
Uh, the biggest thing is you got to commit. So if you're going to do it, just 100% commit. Next question comes from Skier Pearson 19 Will you ever make a YouTube channel? Uh, actually, this podcast is going to go up on the YouTube channel. So, yes, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, rookie, is the max distance you've ran before in one go? Um, about a month ago, I ran a full marathon uh, with relatively no training. I trained for probably... I would say two weeks before. I mean, obviously, I'm in good shape. Obviously, my cardio is very good to begin with. I can run 10K in under 40 minutes without training. So I, I don't, it's not like I'm in bad shape and I don't have good cardio. My cardio is pretty good. But um, I wanted to run an ultra marathon. I probably ran my marathon. I ran my marathon in three hours and 56 minutes, which is pretty good, especially with no training and literally no planning or anything. I just woke up one day and decided to do it. Um, but the problem was I think I pushed myself a little too hard because I wasn't really fully ready to run a marathon at that point. Obviously, I did it and I was able to do it, but I really messed up my knees running that distance and I ran almost purely on pavement with Walmart shoes, so not a good idea. Uh, I haven't really ran anything over 15 kilometers since then because I've really been healing up my knees whenever I would run over 10K in the last couple of weeks after the marathon my knees would be just shot and I wouldn't be able to like go upstairs and stuff very well for at least like a day or at least half a day. So I've taken it really easy on my knees and I'm going to ease my way back into it. Hopefully that ultra marathon goal will come, but I guess the farthest I've ever ran so far is, uh, 43 kilometers. Uh, Camden Gaffney, what do you think is the key to progressing fast and efficient on skis? All right. Um, that's a good question. I think the key to progressing fast and efficient on skis First of all, you can't get hurt. Like you have to push it, but you have to take reasonable risks. If you get hurt, that's going to be the biggest setback of all time. Uh, ACL is like almost a year to properly heal and like get fully back into it. It's at least six months. Um, so you you need to avoid injuries as best as possible. Obviously, accidents happen. Uh, the next thing is you got to stay in the gym and you got to be working out and you got to stay healthy. And you got to make sure you have that confidence so when you go to try tricks, you're not scared, you're not like doubting yourself. That's something that you have to avoid as well. Uh, if you can, like, I don't know about where you're at right now, but if you can be thinking and obsessing about it all the time, that is the best way. Visualizing helps immensely. And watching videos, figuring out how other people do it, studying it helps a lot, uh, getting advice, and really just being persistent. I would say going to the hill and trying one trick a day like have your have your in your head and have a list of tricks you want to do but mainly pick one and just focus on that one till you get it dialed in all day i know it sucks and it's not really freestyle skiing but uh in terms of progressing the fastest pick one trick dial it in learn that new trick that day uh and then next day move on to the next and then have one day a week or whatever where you kind of mix it up with all the new tricks you learned that week that would definitely help to get it uh to get it dialed in fast next question comes from q noise who inspires you in skiing? Um, there's a lot of skiers that inspire me. I kind of like to take inspiration from like a bunch of different places, but a lot of it's actually outside of the skiing community, like MMA and stuff like that and other action sports. I really like to take inspiration from there. Uh, Henry Carlo, obviously the GOAT. Uh, Kobe Stevenson is huge too. That guy's like, that guy's on it lately. So, but yeah, basically just like some of the top, top skiers and stuff and people outside of action sports or Sorry, outside of uh, outside of skiing and other action sports. I would have to say my biggest inspiration in skiing would have to, probably would have to be Henrik Carlo. He's he's definitely one of the best. Um, 
it's just kind of it's inspirational to see how much that guy puts into skiing and how dedicated he is like 24 7 that guy he it's on his mind all the time every single day next question is from will brooking how long did it take you from learning cork seven to learn double cork 10 on skis um i learned cork seven probably five years ago second year park skiing really i learned cork seven and then two years after that i learned um double cork so took me about two years in between low-key boyvin first trick you did on skis in your first year skiing first year part i mean i grew up skiing like here and there not like super consistently or anything like that but first year taking park skiing seriously i think i learned um backflips probably rodeos definitely rodeos uh, i learned misties and cork sevens so that was my first year park skiing and i i think i got all those down i learned 540s too and 720s and all that other stuff um when did i start skiing from david pearson and a bunch of numbers uh i started park skiing 21 carry the two minus the one i started park skiing when i was probably 16 so that would be solid five years park skiing now six years park five years park skiing now we're rolling on to six years park skiing um yeah i started park skiing very late i didn't start till i was probably just finishing grade 10 getting into grade 11 grade 12 is when i really started taking park skiing seriously and went three times a week other than that i was going like once or twice a week if that uh but yeah 16 i started park skiing another question comes from zag to Sue's, uh how to get sponsors for all the kids uh, that's a hard one you really need to have your shit dialed in um for me obviously i have a couple sponsors but like i said i'm still really still really working on that um sponsors care a lot about what you can do for them not as much what they can do for you so you really have to put out there what you can do for them and how you're going to help them don't revolve it around i'm the best uh you should sponsor me to help me out you should revolve it around how you're going to help them out and you should really come professional because like i said like it's a skiing community and everybody like wants to hang out and do their thing and all that but you need to provide a professional aspect to that and um really dive deep into what you're able to do for them and how you can help them out and come up with ideas and yeah just really be a part of it i really need to focus on not representing anybody else when you're sponsored by somebody i've had problems with that in the past um which is based off both sides but you really need to to really just be committed to one company and one person especially if they are helping you out and you are providing help for them the longer you stay with the company hopefully you'll be able to move up and grow a better relationship with them and really just be able to work from there also a lot of people talk in the ski industry so if you're with one rep and you are uh doing really well and helping them out a lot uh they might recommend you to somebody else very easily too so yeah do all that uh make a good sponsorship resume letter do everything like that include all your results video parts uh analytics for social media and stuff because that is becoming a huge part of getting sponsors now um but yeah you really got to take all that into consideration next question comes from sam herman best moment in and out of your ski career oh that's a deep one all right sam herman eight best moment in my ski career was 
probably when I was in my first year park skiing, I went to this event that they used to have at Blue Mountain. It's called the Quest for Gold, and it was the coolest event ever. I wish they did more events like this. It's kind of like a rail jam, but the whole park. So the contest is uh, a jam format. They have the whole entire park open to whatever. You can hit whatever. There's judges placed all around the park. And basically, whoever does the best tricks and whoever does the best, they pick the top five and take them to a finals where they have um, where they have a jam format on each section of the park. So jam format on the rails for the top finals, uh, jam format on the jumps for the top finals, and one in the half pipe. When I was about 16, I learned my first cork, and I went to that contest. I did a couple K-feds, a couple back twos. I think I did a four on, and somehow I made my way to finals. And like I said, I, I'm... I'm a sender. I like to launch and I ended up getting second in the contest, which was for me, I was like, no way. That was the coolest thing ever. Uh, but I tried to do a 900 in the pipe. I had no idea what I was doing. Like Landon just blew up and broke my ski bindings and everything. And one of the Solomon reps that was there, like when I was 16, uh, decided just to give me a free pair of bindings. And, um, I think a pair of skis too, just because he saw how hard I was sending it, and I was I was super stoked. I was through the roof. That was probably one of the best uh, best moments in my ski career, or just like one of the moments that sticks out the best and really helped me fall in love with the love with the sport. Uh, best moment outside of my ski career, I can't answer that. I just like to have fun all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. All right, I'll just answer the last question real quick. Um, comes from. A guy named, I, I can't even pronounce your name, sorry man. Uh, could you give me a tip on rotations on rails? So rotation on rails is all about uh, pretzeling with your feet or initiating a rotation if you're going to do like a surface swap. So set on the lip of the jump to like surface swap around. But I, I would say the biggest thing is pretzeling your feet. So if you don't know what that is, you pedal with your front foot like this. I guess you guys can't see it if you're listening to the podcast. So you pedal your front foot by dipping the toe of your ski down or the heel of your ski down to set the rotation, and then you hop or you surface swap if you're going to do a surface swap. Uh, so the biggest thing is definitely like setting that front edge and then rotating. And if you can do that, if you can learn to set your front edge and back and heel edge uh, really well, then you should be able to do almost all swaps. I would suggest uh, just getting really good at doing front twos and back twos both ways like both feet forward, setting that front edge and back edge when you do it, and that'll help with your swaps. That'll help set rotations for uh, for tricks on the rail and off the rail, really, and pretzeling your rotations, yeah, too. You, but, yeah, you really do have to focus on doing it both ways, like both feet forward, because if you try to do something like uh, Ellen front swap, front two, and you pretzel one way because you can do that really well because you're good at front twos the one way, and then you go to stop your rotation the other way and you've never tried to pretzel with your other foot, there's no chance you're going to do it. So I would say work on getting all, uh, all ways well-rounded, uh, dipping your heels and toe edges to set those rotations. All right, I think that's going to be it for the podcast day. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we are going to get a couple more questions as the day rolls on. I will save them for another podcast. I'm going to try to do the Q&A podcast a little bit here and there, a little more spread out because I really do want to bring on more guests. We just had a falling out. Uh, this week and the guest wasn't able to come on unfortunately but we are going to get that dialed in for next week and i'm going to have backup guests as well so this problem will not arise again i hope you guys enjoyed and yeah we'll see you on the next episode of banged up